Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a podcast about living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, podcaster, and agented writer. That's right! I recently signed with a literary agent. I am so far over the moon to be working with Gina Panettiere with the Talcott Notch Agency. I seriously have no words. Those of you who have listened over the last year know that I have been querying since the beginning of 2020. I'm very fortunate because this process is often much longer and far more arduous. I'm looking at this as kismet, something that's meant to be. Now, all we have to do is sell the book. Stay tuned for more news hopefully good in future episodes. Now, I am two weeks late with this episode. I haven't been consistent and it's really a bummer. I could give you all the reasons, but they just sound like excuses. So I'll just say that I am working on myself and trying to develop steady habits that will help with my consistency. Before I get started with this week's topic, I want to shamelessly plug my services. I am offering professional critique and line editing services. I'm also dabbling in coaching, though at this point that's more of an experimental effort, to see if I'm actually any good at it. What I am good at is spotting issues in writing at the micro level, you know, those pesky thought verbs and feel words, the structure of a sentence that slows down a scene, and adding beats where a lot of writers want to rely on dialogue tags. If you or any of your friends are in need of someone like me, send me an email. If you're on the fence but interested, visit my website and check out the testimonials I have up from the fantastic authors I've worked with. That's saywordbeller.com in case you're wondering. Let's talk critique partners, shall we? In episode 29, I discussed how to handle receiving critiques. It's tricky to take critique, especially when it's particularly harsh, but I talked about several ways that you can take a critique, absorb it, and come out somewhat unscathed. This week, I want to talk a little bit about giving critique. Let's face it, there are a whole lot of people out there who really have no idea how to be a good critique partner. I'm the leader of a local writers group here in Central North Carolina, but in 2012, I was simply a member. After a few months in the group, a writer I'd never seen before attended. She read her selection for the group, talked about having issues with her editor because they wanted her to make changes to the chapter that she didn't think should be made. I remember she began her chapter, chapter one, with a dream sequence, and her editor didn't like it. I have to tell you, I wasn't crazy about it either. I think you can begin with a dream sequence, but it had better be a very good scene. Hers needed work. However, when anyone tried to offer her critique, she rolled her eyes and put up her hand saying that her editor already told her that. Simply put, she didn't know how to take critique. And let me tell you, she was even worse at giving it. I attribute this lack of etiquette to her being such a new writer. Not everyone likes rules. While some of us find comfort in them, even when we despise them, others resist and believe that they know the best way to act in any given situation. I will tell you this, when you're dealing with something as personal as someone's writing, it really is best to stick as close to the rules as possible. In episode 13, I gave you my carefully curated list of critique guidelines. I've come to find that we all make our own at some point, but usually they're very similar. Kind of like the universal harm none law that loads of people seem to have forgotten as of late. For me, first and foremost, I want to be encouraging. I think this is a universal standard when critiquing. We're not looking at someone else's work to tear it down. If you are, stop. There's no sense in it, really. 
If you write science fiction and you loathe romance, don't critique romance. While I think it's a great idea to critique outside the genre you write in, I believe it's counterproductive to attempt to critique something you despise with a fiery passion. You want to find what's good about the piece, whether it's a turn of phrase, word usage, or a wonderful piece of imagery, point it out, highlight it, and say, I love this. Next, I'd say be kind. This is a bedfellow to number one. No, I don't mean you need to tell them that the writing is fantastic if it isn't. That won't help anyone, and it certainly won't make you a trustworthy critique partner. Oh, did I not mention that part? You're building a relationship here. With every relationship comes a measure of trust. Other writers are letting you see their work in the vulnerable stages of writing. Never forget that. I've read some really rough work. Really rough. But that didn't mean the work was bad or that the story was pointless. It merely meant that there was more work to be done, which you want. You know, given that without work needing to be done, there would be no need for a critique partner. Critique the work, not the writer. This really shouldn't need to be said. Unfortunately, I'm saying a lot of things these days that really shouldn't need to be said. <laughs> I see this mostly from new writers, this inability to keep it professional and critique the work only. Critique work can be very challenging, especially when you're working with new writers, those who haven't found their voice or style yet. I shuddered to think what my first critique partners went through reading my work. Good Lord, y'all, I loved passive voice. Like, you would have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. I loved it so much. The point of critique is to become a better writer, but that isn't likely to happen if one critique partner is constantly berating another by calling them a hack or saying they suck at writing. The art of storytelling is subjective. What one person likes, another may not. This is why we need to stick with critiquing how the story is sewn together. Look at word usage, sentence structure, language, etc and give suggestions on how to improve, strengthen, or tighten, but never ever tell someone that their story sucks and they suck as a writer. That makes you a jerk. This doesn't mean coddling anyone or telling them that something is good when it isn't. It merely means framing your words so that one, the writer knows you're trying to be helpful, not harmful, and two, the writer feels like there is hope for this story they have spent so much time obsessing over. Make suggestions. I don't mean rewrite the darn thing. One of my biggest pet peeves, though in my early years as a critique partner, I did this, is when someone rewrites something that I've written. It's happened to me more often than I care to admit in my MFA program. Don't rewrite another writer's work. It's rude. Sure, you may have turned their passage into something that you think is beautiful, but when you take another writer's work and put it in your own words, you may as well be slapping them across the cheek with a heavy leather glove. Duel anyone? Instead, offer suggestions. My go-to is usually something like, consider removing word and adding something like alternate word. It may not be perfect, but I'd much rather read that in my critique notes than a completely reimagined passage that doesn't flow with my voice and style. Be professional. The last thing you want to hear your boss or client say is, this sucks or you shouldn't even bother. First, it hurts to feel like a failure. Second, it makes you a jerk to tell someone that the effort they put into something sucks. I don't like to use things like LOL in critiques. Now and then you may spot one, but if you do, it means I laughed really hard. The truth of the matter is, you want your critique to be just as professional as the email to that super big client your boss trusts you to communicate with. It may not feel like you're being compensated for your work with critique partners. 
even though you are, but you should always treat it as you would anything else you put your name to. The last thing you want is to become known in writing circles as the egotistical writer who thinks they're better than everyone else. Keep it professional. Keep it as factual as possible. Be nice, basically. Be thorough. The definition of thorough varies by writer and critique partner, I'm sure. My idea of being thorough is to really get into the submission. Some people read through multiple times before they begin commenting. Nowadays, I tend to read through once, making very few notes, and then going back through to really get my critique on. I spend hours with submissions, going over every line to see how they work alone and how they work with those around them. My idea of thorough is to dig in at the micro level and give my critique partners notes that I feel will be most beneficial to their work. Give the time to your partner's work that you want them to give to yours. That's not only professional, but it's thorough. Be aware. Writing styles are very personal. Everyone develops a voice and style that is unique to them. When critiquing another's work, we should be cognizant of this fact so we don't overstep into trying to impose our own. Read, Write, Think defines writing style as the way that the author uses words. Style describes how the author describes events, objects, and ideas. I'll include the link to that article in the description box so that you can find out more about style. This is why I think it's a great idea to critique work outside your genre. It helps you become aware of the writing style associated with other genres as well as the stylistic rules for them. For example, in women's literary and upmarket fiction, it's acceptable to have a more languid style. But if you're writing mysteries, your style should be a bit tighter. There are moments where you can add in those lovely lyrical passages, but they should be used sparingly in order to keep things moving forward at the right pace. It's a different type of balance, I guess I should say. But you should definitely be aware and familiar with as many different styles of writing as possible. And that means reading outside your genre sometimes. Be open. We're not all on the same level. In fact, if you're levels and levels above your critique partners, not in your own mind, but in experience, then you may be in the wrong group. Every person in the group should be learning something, whether it's refining their style, strengthening their voice, learning how to eliminate passive voice, etc. Everyone should be learning something. That's the point of critique, to learn. I had a writer say recently that they didn't want to be editing buddies with their critique partners. And I get that. If you feel like you have nothing to learn from anyone, ego, then you're likely not going to value anyone else's opinion. This particular writer that I'm speaking about felt like line-by-line comments in their work made their critique partners editing buddies. Those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while know that I am a line-by-line critiquer. Yes, there are writers that feel like you as a critique partner should only look at the questions that they want answered. I don't critique that way. You don't learn that way. For you to limit your critique partners in what they should be looking at and what types of feedback they should be providing you, I don't think that's being open. And what did I just say a minute ago? Be open. Open doesn't just mean that you're open to different styles. It means that you're open to receiving critique in all sorts of different ways. I'm not going to preach at you, though. (laughs) Be patient. This may deserve to be higher on the list, but I think everything kind of comes together to really say 
be patient. As stated before, we're not all on the same level. We don't all have the same strengths, nor do we all have the same experience. What you need to remember when you join and settle in with a critique group is that you're all there to learn and grow together. If you feel like you can't read another ridiculous word of your critique partner's story, you probably shouldn't be in that group. I've worked with emerging and seasoned writers. I'm here to tell you, we often make the same mistakes. New writers just tend to make them more often. This is where patience comes in. When you enter a critique relationship, you've taken on a role of mentor. Regardless of who has the most experience, you're all one another's mentors. You're all working to improve the writing of one another. So whether you're experienced or not, you're all mentoring one another. You're working toward the common goal of making that piece of work stronger. It's important to be nurturing and patient so that you can see your partners flourish. Be encouraging, be kind, and be patient. Instead of focusing on the bad, focus on the good. Don't forget to tell the writer that their description of their main character's depression is beautifully heartbreaking. And then, when you reach the part in the narrative you think needs to be strengthened, you can remind the writer of that scene they did really well. I see where you're going with this, but you may want to consider XYZ to make it flow like former passage. That description and your use of language really transported me into the scene. This feedback gives them a suggestion for what may make the scene work better by reminding them that they did it right before. That'll also help up their self-confidence. FYI. While putting together this episode, I found additional information about providing critique feedback. This is more of what you should consider while critiquing, but two very important and universal things stood out to me. Be constructive and be kind. I told you there were universal rules, didn't I? That's all for today. If you'd like to show that you enjoyed this episode, give me a like and or subscribe. You can also share this podcast with your writing friends. That would be snazzy, huh? If you'd like to know what I'm doing between shows, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sabie Eller, or you can find this podcast on Twitter at WritingThingPod or Instagram about this writing thing. If you're interested in a professional critique, you can find more information and testimonials on my website, saywordbeeller.com, or you can find me on Fiverr at Sabie Eller. I hope you'll join me next time when I talk about using exciting punctuation in your narrative. Until then, take care and keep writing. Bye.